Welcome to the Private Matters podcast on behalf of the BAPD with your hosts, Simon Thackeray and Rachel Darby. All views on this podcast, whether relevant or irreverent, are our own and are for entertainment purposes. And there may well be some educational benefit to listening to this as well. Hi, everybody, and welcome to um, a rather special end of year Christmas episode. I'd like to call it Three Wise Men and a Virgin. And (laughs) I'm very pleased (laughs) to be here tonight with Simon Thackeray, my wonderful co-host and past presidents of the BAPD, Nav and Bertie. Thank you very much for being here tonight. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for the invitation. I love that intro. Thanks for that. Three wise men and a virgin. Well, who's the virgin, really? (laughs) I don't know where to go from that. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask. I was going to say, I don't know where we go from that because this is supposed to be a dental podcast. Virgin on ridiculous. Right, okay. We'll go with that. So the virgin on the ridiculous. So what what we thought we'd do was just do a, a sort of a a state of play of the last year of dentistry and what what has happened, what hasn't happened, not particularly in a chronological order, because uh, I don't think we've made enough notes to 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 do it chronologically. But you know, we've obviously kept our eye on what's gone on. We've been involved with quite a lot of things, but we have our opinions on you know the state of play. So, what is the biggest thing that has or hasn't happened in? dentistry in the uk well, this year that's probably the start happened in the past few weeks hasn't it really everything i agree i think that the biggest one yeah is obviously everyone seems to be talking about is, is smile direct isn't it that's, that's in our faces and headlines at the moment as well as the the nuffer report isn't it those are the two most recent i would suggest it's and others. the gdc not meeting all of their standards <laughs> was another one released that's right um yeah there was there, there was a press release today as well that they had it's probably a little bit more niche, but they've they've done the consultation um, into indemnity um, and whether it should be an in, or whether their guidance should change as to indemnity or insurance. And they've said that they again they don't have a remit as to whether they should recommend one over the other. But reading that today, what was disappointing? There was only fifty nine replies to the entire consultation. Um, and I think we have 130,000 registrants or something like that, 100,000 wow. registrants. So that's a very uh, low turnout. It doesn't surprise me. You know, I've spoken about this before, regards to apathy within our profession. You know, we see that with the GDC voting. We see that with voting with our representatives. Uh, so we know the numbers. Um, but, you know, we have a few people who would voice opinions, and rightly so. Um, but it'd be great if, far more of our profession uh, got involved um, with all aspects of dentistry rather than maybe moan about it and then do nothing about it and then maybe have a go at the usual BDA and then try hard and and, and us sometimes as well. So it doesn't surprise me that number, Simon, it doesn't surprise me. How do we engage though? Because I mean, there's never been so much going on. You've got the Nuffield report that says basically, is NHS dentistry dead? Um, You've got the BDA coming out more vocally than they've ever come out saying similar. You've got the ADG um, and their press release earlier this year about the dental deserts. It might have been last year as well. But, you know, why are people not getting involved? Because this is affecting them all. You know, we might be the three wise old men, but as we move towards the ends of our careers, it's going to affect us far less than it is going to affect, you know, younger practitioners. Is it because people feel it's not going to make any difference? I mean, if you, I'm just listening to the, the this about the GDC's consultation where there were 59 people out of around 130,000 registrants. Maybe the, the, the balance of the, the larger balance of the registrants are far wiser if the finding is that the GDC can't do anything about it anyway, um, or it doesn't fall under their remit. I mean, <laughs> oh, I can't believe that, but yeah, okay. <laughs> you sort of have to look at it and you think, 
why are we why are we doing all of these um, consultations? Surely, due diligence should have been done beforehand to make sure that this this is something that falls under your under your remit. Um, well, should we talk about what falls under the GDC remit? Because this yeah. leads us nicely into Smile Direct Club. I think. Yeah. Does, should yeah. does that fall under the GDC's remit? So, so what was Smile Direct doing? They were doing orthodontics, right? Is that dentistry? Yes. Now, if the GDC comes out and says that it doesn't fall under their remit, then dentistry in the UK is unregulated. Is that what they're saying? Well, it's not been done by registrants in this country. And the GDC can do nothing about that? Well, the, the, that seems to be the, 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 the feeling because... So, hang on. So, so, so sorry, hang on. So, the Dentist Act 1984, transition from 57 to 83, says something about illegal practice of dentistry. If you're yeah. a registrant, you cannot illegally practice dentistry. So, where does the illegal part come in? I think sometimes they do hide behind, well, I know they do hide behind legislation. You know, we, we've asked specifically a number of times for specific legislation, give us a specific clause why you can't do what you're not being able to do arf for example not being able to spread the payments and then suddenly it happens there's a couple of other things as well so it's um until you give me something specific some specific or stefan gives us something specific i know you know we've spoken to him before at leadership meetings and it's been great to be able to talk to them then i think you know, they are, it's a real benefit those those meetings um just to be able to liaise with all different different people that we have throughout the year all of us have um, but no, I'm afraid they hide behind that too much, far too much. And transparency was one of the issues the PSA had about the GDC. And this is another thing that I'm finding is not transparent. How do we change oh, it? I mean, we do have a line coming out with their recent email saying about VAT. Therefore, is HMRC saying um, aligners are not dentistry, they're cosmetic? I know Aligner trying to fight that. I know we've had discussions about it before, Simon. Um, with our last podcast, but is this the way that um, the broader public are beginning to view dentistry, that it's not, it, it's cosmetic? Well, this all kicked, it kicked off originally, didn't it, with the cosmetic things, with tooth whitening, and that, that then mm. got fought, and that became a, med, a, a medical treatment. So therefore, yeah. tooth whitening is not vatable, or it isn't at the moment, whether that then falls under the same thing. But, you know, a liner... This is like saying that all orthodontics, even if there's a cosmetic element to it, is not um, health-related. And we know it is health-related, even if it's mental health-related, people having straighter teeth. Um, but in a lot of cases, the, the movements that, that you make orthodontically, as far as I'm concerned, I, I am doing them primarily for health reasons. And, you know, the, the, the cosmetic aspect might be the psychological health reason, and I'm not a psychologist, but you see the difference it makes to some of these patients. That's not a cosmetic treatment. That is treating the person, the patient, and that is what we're that's what we're there for. It's like saying if Nav puts a couple of cent, upper centrals in as a um, as implants, well, they're cosmetic implants. You know, a denture will do the same thing. It's a cosmetic denture. Does that need that? And you're on a slippery slope then because a denture. I would say is less functional than a lot of these other, you know, things that we discuss. Um, and yet that would be done for cosmetic reasons. So where's the vat on dentures or is that next? Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> are we, I mean, are we, are we saying that um, with the GDC that they can't stop people um, teeth whitening? They've done that, haven't they? They've, they have, but they have don't. They, they don't do it as, as aggressively necessary as we would like them to do it. So they can stop the illegal um, performance of, of dentistry, basically. They can, okay. yeah. Yeah, so they have done. Okay, so I want to say it's pick and choose then, isn't it? <laughs> why, why is tooth whitening more in their remit than orthodontics? Orthodontics, yeah. Well, I think Smile Dread Club is just too powerful. Well, they, have, know, they, have, they have sued um, regulators in the US, so maybe that's a big issue that they were worried about, and they were valued at a huge amount of money, which obviously makes them a huge company to fight, doesn't it? So that could have been a bit deterrent as well. And of course, yeah, would we want the GDC to fight them and our ARF to go up? 
Well, that, that's what would happen, isn't it? They'd fight, yeah. and if they lost... Uh... Well, we all know that the GDC don't like less than, what, 44 million in their bank, just to make sure. <laughs> they have <laughs> got a rainy day fund. <laughs> they, and they don't like to drop below that. We did have a rainy day, didn't we, for about you know, six months during the pandemic, but they still wanted to increase the ARF to top it up. If you remember that conversation that we, yeah. oh, the, yeah. the four of us that were was, all present in. That was back oh, in the day, wasn't one. it? Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a fun one. I mean, we, we, we can have a chat with them, so it'd be interesting just to see. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's good to, to talk in relation to get some clarification on all that, and then we can tell others exactly what we've heard as well. So it sounds like we do need clarification, don't we? And we're having new leadership within the GDC as well. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. new people are coming into the role, so hopefully it'll be you know very very positive in the future. Everything seems to be interim though at the moment, doesn't it? We've got an interim CDO, we've got an interim chief executive. Yeah, yeah. You know, why are they interim? Why are they not the person? I think even Rishi Sunak is worried that he might be interim as well. <laughs> that is definitely interim. <laughs> Yeah. Coming back to the smile, coming back to the Smile Direct Club thing. So, at the moment, the way things stand, any other company, non-dental, could launch something like this because the GDC has basically said it's nothing to do with them. Um, so, wow, talk about well, if, it. If, if, if that's open and they've admitted it, it's actually be giving carte blanche for anyone to set up a company like this now, isn't it? Might as well deregister, deregister as a dentist. Uh, yeah. And go and do something. And go and buy a load of scanners, and off you go. Sit in a shopping mall. That's it. Get your coffee. Scan it pages. Does, it does beg the question with the the nurses that are off the register because they're an hour or two late, or they didn't have the correct CPD done in the exact timeline under a blue moon on an equinox day with like the wind in a northwesterly direction. And we're to say that these nurses are dangerous. But, you know, small direct club, oh, safe as houses, isn't it? But you yep. see, they're covered by the legislation. And it's it's almost like you can only yeah. peer, you can only police the people that you've chosen that you're able to police. And Which is, I'm sure that wasn't the intention of the legislation. No. no. I'm not really sure that's, that is a legislation. I'm still not not going by that, if you know what I mean. I, mean, I need clarification on all these points. Just saying it's the legislation that's stopping us doing things and they do things, to me, it's... it's um, Legislation is far more flexible than that, as as, as yeah. some of the nine particularly. There's a lot more SIs that are involved, so statutory instruments that have been transformed that, that act to a lot of well, legislation um, is flexibility. Written, legislation is often written so that it can be clarified by the courts, and that the That's intent of the yeah exactly the intent of the legislation. Is that's not it. necessarily how it's always worded, and that's that's how our constitution, well, our lack of constitution, but that's we don't have a codified legal system. We have a legal system based on precedent. Yes. So yeah. things have to be set out, and legislation is then the sort of framework that allows them to take those cases and test them in court. And you know, the, all this all this happened before the other things. You know, the Williams case that was a big one where the GDC ended up testing the NHS England legislation, if you like, and the rules, and lost. Well, was it, was it the GDC testing NHS England's rules? Was it more NHS England testing to see if the GDC could continue to act for them? Well, uh, because that's what it seemed like. The, the people who took the case further was the GDC. Exactly. And the, yeah. the NHS... That other lot. NHS England were not named as an interested party, but they were feeding into the they were feeding into the debate, weren't they? Were they? How? <laughs> There's no. the question. Where's your no piece one's, of paper? No one's admitting that. I thought, yeah. I thought there was something. I must actually have a look because I'm sure there was something that did Don not post something recently. I think he may have done. I the, think he the, posted. There was something there. recently that showed um, there was communication between between the GDC and the. Or has he requested to find out whether there was communication between the GDC and NHS? No, yeah, he, he has, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, he's, that's, I think that's that's yeah. a request that he's put in. If our if our GDC were serious about about protecting patients, the first thing they would be doing, as far as I'm concerned, is is trying to act a bit more preventatively, 
which means you go right back to educational institutions, you go right back to curriculum, you go right back to seeing just how well trained your clinicians are that are coming out of there. I mean, we, our involvement with, with young dentists is showing that a lot of them are not confident about so many what we would call basic dental procedures purely because they haven't had enough experience at undergrad level. Um, and it's no longer a requirement to do a quota, a certain number of procedures. You are now deemed to have, if you do one and you do it well, then they can sign you off as you know what to do. Um, but we know it yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've had, you know, some of our student committee uh, mentioning that exact item to us and saying that they've done the majority of nearly all their work on a phantom head. I mean, yeah. that is just incredible to hear. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and surely that's where it needs to that's where it needs to start instead of focusing so heavily on um, trying to go after people after harm has been done. Uh, same thing again. I mean, the Smile Direct Club, it's right back in the same in the same um, sort of court. Is this something that the GDC steps back from, allows people to be harmed um, and then says, oh, there's nothing we can do? Why not make a big fat noise? Um, uh, to the government and whoever else, and even maybe put ads in the paper and warn patients, instead of warning patients to complain about their dentists, warn patients to, to be wary about these companies where they are unregulated, say they're unregulated. If, if they're unregulated, say they're unregulated. So people know they've got absolutely no comeback from a regulator. Um, they're going to have no help from anyone should anything go wrong. And things do go wrong and things can go wrong. And, and, and things shown. have gone wrong. <laughs> Badly you saw yesterday, Bertie, get the um, banner on the side of the bus again. Or was yeah. that 2015? The woman without a mouth. Sorry, the woman, the, oh, the, the, wasn't the, it a woman without a mouth or she had her hands over her mouth? That was it. It was the woman without a mouth. On the papers and, I, and on the buses. I don't remember. The GDC was. Yes, to get people to complain. Oh, my goodness. I didn't see that. No, you, you didn't. That was the 2000 and I think it was the 2015. And it's where it all kicked off, where, where everything well, I think the campaign. Yeah, I think yeah. that was, wasn't that the dental complaint service they were trying to. I, I saw, it. The, the telegraph. I was, the only thing I saw was a full page ad in the telegraph. That was what that was. That was what. on the buses in London, this I think. Is, wow. We see, we don't use buses. We, <laughs> come, is, we come on donkey back. This is even crazier than I thought it was. I mean, this, these are honestly, when, when somebody has to do something like that, how either you're trying to create work for yourself. Or you must really, really hate the people that you are set up to regulate. We are. That was the I was going to say we are. We are talking about a historical leadership, yeah, and I yeah. think it's fair to say that the the current leadership are so far different to that leadership that it is. You know, we we cannot tar them with the same brush. No, no. But but I think you know one of the issues is they're dealing with very out of date legislation. The legislation in 1984 never, ever thought digital dentistry. It wasn't a thing. And let's face it, we'd, we'd got Back to the Future. And the stuff that you saw in Back to the Future was, was set in 2015. But, but yeah. if, you, if you look at, you know, if you look at the legislation that they're now working under, it's massively out of date. It's hugely out of date. But, they, they but can... the government have got no energy or no... They're... They've got no interest in dentistry. We are just like a small fly to them. They've got other, more important things, like they're trying to do the immigration policies at the moment. Uh, yeah. They want to sort all of that out before they even turn to dentistry. Like, um, yes, we had the, the Nuffield Trust report in the news for one day, gone the next. It was gone in the afternoon, wasn't it? It was. It was like chip paper already. I think we've got to accept that. I think, you know, we were in a, we've discussed this many times before. It's not that we don't push the agenda for dentistry, but we've got to also be realistic about how politicians perceive us as a profession. They're not really no, They bothered. still haven't agreed with the doctors yet. They still haven't stopped those strikes. No, exactly. And, you know, the funding of dentistry or their funding is, what, 3.1 billion, including patients. Yeah. And that's the same as they're paying for hotel bills for uh, migrants. Nothing to say against migrants, but I'm just quantifying that's the sort of money we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, happy they're happy to put into dentistry in the UK. So we've got to accept the fact that it's going to be difficult. 
um, talking to these individuals to push to drive. It's all going to be better, though, because Labour have said they're going to uh, have 700,000 new appointments. What does um, that actually mean? I, I don't know, because I actually worked out that if every one of the 11,000 registered CQC practices, we split that, it's um, 64 patients a year that you can see. Uh, so it's less than what it's just over one patient a a week. Now that doesn't sound or one appointment a week extra. Now that doesn't sound a lot, but the problem is there's less and less NHS dentists. That one appointment a week that's only that that's not working out the time it takes to see that one appointment. That's just the number of appointments it is per dentist. Now if that appointment is an hour that's actually probably equivalent to six or seven appointments in some respects because of, um, you know, the volume that some of our NHS colleagues have to see patients at. So you can you can do a, a little bit in a 10-minute appointment. You can say hello and you can do a medical history and you can sit down. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that's all I can then do. Uh, that's taking my 10 minutes. So who's going to do these 700,000 new appointments? Where is the funding coming from? And actually, when you find the treatment on those 700,000 patients or, or new appointments, that actually, you know, it doesn't add up. Where It's going to cost a fortune to see those patients. Yeah, that's, that's, it, that's where the non, non-DOM tax comes in, isn't it? Isn't it pay for everything at the moment? Oh, my think, God, we're going to be so rich. Like, inflation's <laughs> going to go down when, the, when we fight the non-DOMs, isn't it? Not yeah. like they're going to go away and, like, not live in the UK, but... All our problems. That's the magic money tree that they spoke about five years ago. The non The, the, the non well, I, I heard Wedge Streeting yesterday and he was talking exactly about the 700,000 non doms. And, you know, he's as clueless about dentistry as all the politicians, to be honest. Um, you, you never you never understand anything in relation to the dentistry. They don't even really, I think Labour Party don't even realise that they're the ones who brought the UDA system in. When you hear, no. you know, Talking on on question time, for example, then it was pointed out when mentioned it's a really it's a system not fit for purpose. And when it was mentioned to them, your party is the one who brought it in. Okay, it was it was good for the for the time, but now it was, you, know, you think it wasn't even good it for was, the time. It wasn't good for the time. No I think it was, it was two years in that it was yeah. then. Um, I think it was it was our our friend and colleague Eddie Crouch who he he um, it was a high court hearing regarding his contract and i remember reading one of the um, one of the comments from the judge um and it was leaping from tussock to tussock of a largely un- unintelligible contract i think <laughs> was the word uh, or it was described something like that i'll have to look it up but that was only a couple of years after it it came out and and you know the legal profession were turning around and saying that's a bit crap that contract yeah, they no. found that out with the William Williams case, didn't they? It was just basically incoherent and disjointed and contradictory. I mean, those were some of the terms I think they were they were used by the judge. And you just think, and that's and by the way, they're still following the same regulations right now to yeah. this day. Yeah, it's you know, still not being clarified. No, no one knows what they're doing. I know it's just it's just absolute bonkers. So what do we think 2024 is going to bring then? Do you think yeah. the because we're we're going to have to wait for this uh, the report? The rescue report, I think it was coined. Do we think it's going to be the therapists that are going to come to our rescue? Is it going to be salaried, salaried therapists with one dentist leading the way and a hard-ass management cracking the whip? I don't think they've got the money for that. I think it'll be therapist-based. It'll be therapist-led, and there's nothing wrong with it increasing the skill mix in dentistry. Um, because, you know, they, they, are, they will be very, very competent. There aren't enough of them. Because they're, they're very underutilised. And the training is the wrong way around. Yeah. There's still more dentists being trained than there are therapists being trained. So if you're wanting to, to, to do that, if you wanted to sort of change the hierarchy, if you like, within dentistry, then you would have dentists overseeing as the, the final stopgap, if you like, in a treatment plan, and the rest of it driven and provided by hygienist therapists, therapists in particular. But well, there aren't enough of them. Maybe a dentist does a whole day of exams and they treatment plan and then it's up to the therapist to 
do the treatment and then come back to the dentist because I don't think, please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think therapists can do an exam or they can't diagnose and treatment plan. I think they can with the scope of practice. This is where the other thing comes in, that there's yeah. now going to be a change in the scope of practice that will allow them to work in a manner that they, I think they get to define how competent they are in it, according to the, 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 the GDC. That's one of the That's one of the worries that I've got. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's actually a big concern because the person, the person themselves, is deciding that they're competent to do something. Um, yeah, they they keep opening another can of worms every time they every time they take a turn. But again, who who are the people pulling the strings behind the scenes on all of this? Well, exactly. Well, yeah, you know, it's going to be the, the conservative. What is it called? The recovery recovery plan, isn't Dental it? Dental recovery plan. Like, isn't it? I mean, we can't yeah. even. You can't even link it, as you're just saying, you can't even link it to one political party. It's really Department of Health and Social Care. We know the MPs know nothing, which they've proved yeah. during yeah. COVID, every single one of them. I mean, we had one one health minister um, who was Joe Churchill, who was the only person with responsibility for dentistry of all of them who actually seemed to take an interest and want to learn more about it and was and actually got her hands dirty with 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 dentistry, with actually trying to work out what's going on and talking to everyone. The rest of them, uncontactable, um, no no email addresses, nothing. They just they just are un the untouchables. No, uh, well, they communicate uh, on WhatsApp, apparently, don't they? Oh, do they? Well, haven't you seen a COVID inquiry? I thought, I thought the messages get lost. <laughs> no, that's only some of them who's um, <laughs> who's got a big black, door, big black door with number 10 written on it, yeah. Now, you see, if we were as lacking in transparency as that Ooh. and something happened, we'd be absolutely hammered by the GDC. You know, yeah. you, you are, your professionalism is, is massively called into, uh, into question if you're not keeping notes. And well, not... well if, I, if, I, if I change my server seven times, I've lost all my patient records. Yeah. Exactly. Same like a mobile phone. Yeah, exactly. And they're so offended every time someone questions their... Um, sort of professionalism or anything like that. I mean, oh my goodness, you dare not question. Otherwise, we, we won't talk to you if we're going to play with our ball in another field. Um, well, that's what I'm like when my husband questions anything I do, to be fair. I will stick up for the GDC in that part. <laughs> I'm with them on that. <laughs> I'm with them on that. I'm not I don't, getting involved I don't like in that. Be, yeah. I don't be questioned. <laughs> um, but what do we think, the, like, will they actually do something next year? It's been said time and time again. Or are we going to be here in another 10 years discussing the same problem, still having to do UDS and go, is it ever going to change? Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing the latter, but, you know, we're going to wait and see what happens with this. You put this in a time package. capsule so they can open it up yeah. in 20 years and they'll be like, oh, my God, or 50 years and be like, oh, my God, they're talking about UDS then. And there were problems. Well, yeah. I, I mean, ever since I've been involved in dental politics, almost since I left university, there's been a problem with the contract. It's mm, never yes. been good enough. Yeah. Um, it's never well, dentists used to be very rich back in the day. I think you know a lot of it is why a lot of us, you know, got into dentistry because it was well, not saying that it's purely for money. Um, but you know, it was a very well paid job. The doctors were like, you know, driving Mercedes, the dentists were driving the Rolls Royces. I graduated what in 2010, so I came out with the UDA contract, and it kind of seems like, well, the older ones maybe did ruin it for the rest of us. And God, it's this bit of a nasty. Well, you might as well admit it. You know, you're, talking about, you're talking about my father-in-law there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> did he have a Bentley or did he have a Rolls? He had a few, actually. <laughs> he had a few. <laughs> Ford Mondeo. He had a few, yeah. Loved his cars, yeah. Well, you've just got a donkey, haven't you, at the moment, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> I came here on my ass. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's just a matter of just seeing what happens, basically. I, mean, I think that, you know, as we say, it's not a focus for them. It's just a matter of um, starting from the uh, foundations and root and branches, et cetera, starting making sure that the guys are trained properly, adequately, and safely. You know, they've got GDC are meant to be protecting the public. So being the, well, first and foremost, they need to make sure the dentists come out for the dentist's sake, um, well-trained, um, and for the public's sake, well-trained. Uh, doesn't mean they're absolutely competent, 100%, absolutely everything, but they should be exposed to a lot more than they are at the moment from what I'm hearing from our, our young colleagues on committees. Yeah. I think Rachel, Rachel's question as to do we, do we see anything changing in 2024, only in as far as it will serve the purposes of the NHS, that's what I see them changing. Um, it was very, it was quite interesting. 
I hope I'm not mistaken, but I seem to have read somewhere that they've managed to get the legislation changed so that there's a unilateral recognition of European qualifications um, in the UK now. The GDC will unilaterally recognize European qualifications. So dentists from the European Union can still come over here because we're going to recognize their qualifications even though we are out of Europe. Um, but our graduates, there is no reciprocal arrangement for that unless Europe decides to do that. But we have now um, started saying, I think I'm pretty sure, I wouldn't have dreamt this, but I'm pretty sure that this is something that, that I've read recently that they've managed to change that. Uh, that, does, that does ring a bell. That does ring a bell. And, um, you know, it's, it's just basically how they're going to increase the workforce over here. That's going yeah. to be part of it. But this, is, but this is the problem now. When you look at when you look at the workforce, the workforce issues are across the board. They affect private, they affect NHS, they affect everybody. Workforce yeah, yeah, issues yeah. are a massive issue. Um, and yet we will address it as far as when the NHS needs something doing. Mm. So it's very interesting um, that they they will find ways to do things when they absolutely have to do it. And yet shouldn't this shouldn't a regulatory body be independent of anything government. I mean, they, they should be able to act independently. If you're talking about the Nolan principles, then 100% yes. They're yeah. not meant to have influence from the outside body, no matter who that body is. Yeah. And they obviously do, you know, come on. Yeah. Well, the, is it the head is a, is a peer on the, in the House of Lords? Should that be allowed? If they're meant to be independent, should you be having a, a Lord Toby is, yeah, in the House of Lords? To be honest, he's you know we've had chats with him and he's been pretty convivial and actually he does listen, so I've got a problem with that personally. But I don't know regards to that. But I think he's across yeah. to me as as someone who we can at least communicate with now at the moment. And if they can yeah. separate themselves from that, you know that his paymaster is not the House of Lords when he's working with the the GDC. Yeah. Um, it, it's job specification is such that there's a a necessary criteria for someone who is used to working within the, the machinations of these kind of organisations um, and the complexity of them and, and probably the the political backbiting and the, the background stuff. You've got to be a certain kind of experience to operate in that. I certainly couldn't. You know, we, the three of us here and, and yourself, Rachel, might be experienced in in sort of like the dental political side, but we're not experienced in the backstabbing, the Machiavellian kind of things that I'm sure goes on and can't be said. Not that I'm saying it is being said to, to anybody at the GDC, but, you know, you want someone who's got experience of that kind of mechanism rather than someone who's naive. Yeah. Well, could yeah. we ever put a, a dentist back in charge of the GDC? Or a, a dental care professional. I think we should. Um, used to be, used to be. Until I think. More I think. Recently. I think it should. I think it should. I think. I think it needs. I think it needs people who are in touch with the profession. I think um, a large, a large part of what the GDC does is is affected by the mood of the profession, by the morale of the profession. When you've got a profession that is all pulling in the same direction. Um, that's that is one thing when you've got a profession that feels as though they're under the cosh all the time, regardless of what they do, then you are creating an us and them, don't want to cooperate, send out a, a survey or a consultation, 59 people out of over 100,000 respond. Um, th th this is what happens. It wasn't just 59 people, some of those were organisations as that's well. It, yeah, well, 59 responses, I should yeah, say. Yeah, that's the thing, responses. I think it was... Yeah. 30 was... for chief exact though. No, no, good Lord. Uh, no, 30? No? Okay. Poison, poison chalice, poison chalice. It's a poison chalice. <laughs> There's another poison chalice as well. There's quite a few of those, isn't there? You need to be Prime Minister, Bertie. No, I'd rather go for Man United. I'd rather go for Man United manager. You couldn't <laughs> do a worse job, could you? <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a bit of, I've got a bit of chance at that. I think you would last longer as well, wouldn't you? <laughs> He's just going for the golf. But it, I mean, what, what is... This is so important. We're at this time of the year. We're sort of looking at what's going to happen next year. You want to be going into a new year with some sort of positivity, at least, don't you? And it's the young ones that you worry about more than anything else. I think Simon said it earlier. We, we're at the tail end of our careers now. Um, 
and yes, maybe we've got the courage to sort of speak out about things because of that. Um, as and one of my favorite people, of course, is Kevin Lewis. I think I've mentioned this before. Is is I just love the way Kevin is is honest and and he he's got the knowledge about what's going on, um, and he's got a wonderful way of actually putting across the arguments in an entertaining way, but a very informative way as well. Uh, and there's just, I mean, the, the GDC is probably, for me, is probably the biggest newsmaker of the year as far as the profession. Even though Smile Direct Club goes bankrupt or closes or stops business, when you look at the whole thing, why did this all even happen? Is because we don't have an effective regulator. Wasn't the CQC meant to be looking after um, those sorts of issues? If a, if a practice collapses, what happens to your patients? Scenario. Oh, they're, they're more worried about other things. No, but are, that, isn't that isn't that part of their remit? Yeah, yeah you oh, are yeah. supposed to have a, a business, article. yeah, a business continuation plan. Absolutely, yes. yeah. So they're a bit quiet at the moment, aren't they? Mm. Yep, very quiet on this on this particular count. They were quiet, quiet before a while back as well. I remember. They're off for Christmas. Okay, can they work from home? We haven't heard from the CQC in any of it. No. Um, but it's, you know, I think this is where I've got very confused because the CQC have, you know, had to, to look at the premise and they say it's dentistry. They're saying it's the act of dentistry, but yet the GDC aren't saying it's the act of dentistry. So therefore they don't need to regulate it. I'm so confused. Who's, there's definite inconsistency. Who has the power in it? There's, there's definite inconsistency. So someone's wrong. Yeah. Okay. And they both just shrugged their shoulders and gone, carry on, boys and girls and whatever. That's it. Okay. Not my problem. I think though. the one thing we need to, you know, it, it shouldn't happen again. I think this has been, it's happened. <clears throat> it should be a, a learning curve for it. Have, but we, I have, think... have we contacted the CQC? Not yet. Well, no. I, started, I started drafting a letter, but I don't yeah. know if we've shared it. Yeah, I think we need some clarification from the CQC definitely about the, the smile direct. And I take it this is completely outside the, the remit of the office of the chief dental office because officer because it's private and they only deal with nhs then i, w I would say it's well and truly out of the remit yeah no it is it is it's, it's, it's regulatory isn't it do we see as private practitioners a change in the number of patients that we'll be seeing. I mean, I, I can't. I'm saturated. I'm I'm full to the brim in my practice. Get another associate, Simon. Pardon? Get another associate. I've not got room. I would need to expand my practice again. And I don't think I've got the bandwidth mentally to, to go through another two yeah. or three years of, of, of sticking equipment in and going through CQC but assessments but and but things like that. But it's that. not just that, is it? It's, it's recruitment. We all know it's a recruitment issue. Everywhere. I mean, nurses, dentists. I mean, I was looking at the the hearings, the hearings. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and there's so many CPD issues. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a huge variation between these, but the number of nurses that are on there uh, is like two or three pages, almost just fully of CPD issues. So I'm, I'm hoping they're not all, as Rachel was saying earlier, you know, they're just missing one hour here and there sort of issues. But it's well, a significant Some amount. of it seems to be the rule that they've got to have done a certain number of hours in the two previous years. So if they miss a mm. year, there's still got to be certain numbers of, of hours, and it seems to be that that they're falling short on. Yeah, but um, surely, come on, guys, is the CPD requirements are not onerous? No, no, they are no. not onerous. No. So somebody, for me, and I don't care who I offend when I say this, because. When, when somebody, I mean, as dentists, you're told you need to do it, what is it, 10 hours, 15 hours a year, whatever it is. Mm. It, it's not a lot. It's okay. not difficult to do. It's easy to do. Why are people not doing this? It's, to me, this is either laziness, not paying attention. Um, I, I just don't, I do not understand how it is possible to not do your CPD. I just don't get it. No, I agree. I mean, I'm not, sorry, I'm not, I'm not blaming the GDC for that. I'm just saying the number of people that are on there yeah, is yeah. falling off, and it just shows. And the thing me is, that. people people need to take responsibility themselves for that. This is not. I agree. This is not I the agree. GDC's fault. The rules are there. Yeah, we yeah. all know what the rules are. 
Um, I'm just so, I was just so surprised at the number. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. No, I agree with that. I'd like to take this moment to say, guys, make sure you pay your pay your GDC and click all of the buttons. Whoever has been paid by direct debit, um, it doesn't go through until you've clicked the button. So I, I went on at the start of the month and tried to click everything through. But until they took my direct debit, I then mm. had to go back in and click it all through. So whoever's listening to this, please do remember to pay your GDC by the 31st. Don't leave it to the last minute because it can take you weeks to get back onto the register. And there's nothing that can be done to help you if you fall file of this. Exactly. And if you're listening in January 24, too late. <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> you missed it both. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's enough on social media that everyone's doing, you know, even individuals are doing on that. Um, just to warn people, I mean, surely no one's going to miss the boat. I'll well, I know that uh, Dexter's doing saving grace, which is good. Uh, you know, maybe there could be like a two-week grace period, maybe with the fine, but there always has to be a deadline. You can't keep it going indefinitely. Gonna, At some point, there has to be, be deadline. that deadline. But it's the legislation. Yeah, it's the legislation every time. The legislation won't let us do it. Computer says no. Well, yeah. to be fair. To be fair to them, they they have said that they're going. They've made it easy, the process easier of getting back on the register. So That's they've, true. They've said, much more than that. But how does the legislation? The, after the PSA report, wasn't it that they've said yeah. they've, they've made it yeah. quicker? Now. But they how does the legislation enough. let them make it quicker? Mm. What did you guys pay in like 1984? <laughs> was it like three carrier pigeon or something? We used to send them a check. The isn't ready for this digital world. We used to send them a check <laughs> with sh pounds, shillings, and pence. I think. I really don't remember. <laughs> I used to send a check. That's how it was done. It was before yeah, direct no, debits, no. I think. Yeah, it was. <laughs> how did you submit your CPD? I think well, we didn't have to. Well. Smoke signals. We didn't have to do CPD then. That exactly. was another thing that came out. And I think it was fifty. I mean, you're telling me you weren't safe. You weren't done safe then for not doing CPD. Well, exactly. This is this is the this is the whole point. But it, I mean, we, we're not going to complain about. No, no. Not being safe. No, I mean, CPD is one of the best yeah. things that's ever happened. We need profession. regulation. We need to be continually yeah. developing ourselves. Need a, a plan, etc. Um, development plan. We don't need another Hal shipment on the go. No, I've got a problem with that. I, I used to CPD was probably up to date. I think it was his, um, you know, the, the rest of his compliance that was slightly, <laughs> you know. None of his patients complained. No, no. It was their relatives. I mean, going back from, you know, we're talking about this year, I mean, if we, we've, been, you know, we've been quite busy. I think it's a matter of making sure, I think there's a lot of people out there who think we're not. And I think that's the old adage with the BDA saying, oh, behind closed doors, this is what's happening, or behind the scenes, et cetera. I know we have those sorts of issues with our with members. But I think they've got to understand we do constantly talk to each other, talk with other groups, stakeholders, and us being stakeholders, you know, attending meetings, et cetera. Um, and I think we, if I think as long as they're linked to our, our social media feeds, they know exactly what we're doing. Absolutely, that's so important. A lot does happen behind closed doors. And while it might seem like we're not doing anything, our feet are constantly treading the water. Yeah, I mean, we've got a meeting, you know, trying to get a meeting organized with organizations uh, next year, and we'll let them know what's happening in regards to that. But sometimes you've got to understand that, you know, when you're talking to people, we, we, we can't just give them the full details of everything. Otherwise, these individuals will stop talking to us. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. I'm fighting the legislation. <laughs> that always comes up in our meetings. You know that. It's Frank and, Frank and Ford with the leadership meetings with the GDC. We, we like doing that. And they know 2084 like is the, the date to rediscuss the legislation again, I think. We should get ChatGPT to write a new dentist act 1984. Oh, imagine if you put that in. What should would we, it write? We try it? In Why don't we try it? In the Ministry of Love. <laughs> ministry of Love? <laughs> yeah, because it might confuse it for like the real, like George Orwell 1984. Oh, the Ministry of Justice says you have to do this. <laughs> that was, that was, went slightly off track there, Rachel. It wasn't, yeah. It threw me completely, though. So I'm just going through quite a high PCA, joke. this PCA monitoring report of the GDC. Is there anything, anything that jumped out at me? But it was the same as, as last time. So they dropped a dropped a score, didn't they? Or they they failed on yeah. two they failed on two parts, yeah. and one of them was again fitness to practice. The other was uh, registration. Obviously, well, registration. Witnesses. 
taking too well, long. That's pretty fine. Expert witnesses, that's that's a different thing. There's some work going on that myself and Nav are involved with with uh, the College of Gentle Den- uh, Gentle the College which is it? C- it's CG Dent, isn't it? Cor- College yeah, of General Dentistry. I can Put get my words out. the experts back into expert witness. Well, that's what they're trying to do. It, that's, what they're, that's what they're trying to do. Um, and, you know, as, as, as something that myself and Nav do quite a lot of, we do feel quite strongly about the standards have to be good because, you know, we are, we, you know, we're, we're relied on by the courts and if we get it wrong you know effectively we are getting to advise the court what the decision might be we're not advising them of that decision but they're basing it on our you know our opinion so you've got to make sure that that opinion is sound and that you're not a bit of a dodgy you know you've not got a bad a poor opinion or you're not you know you're not working within something that is not in your expertise you need to be informed absolutely yeah, and I, th- I think you know. I think you know. This, it's the GDC with their, their assessors. It's, they're exactly the same. They're, they're expert witnesses, essentially, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and going through cases, and I think if they're long as they're they're sensible individuals who are going with appropriate standard of care, not looking for other bits and bobs that are irrelevant to the complaint, or as the GDC called it, a concern, because it's not a complaint, is it? It's a concern. Um, so uh, as long as you've got the right individuals looking at that, then. The registrants have, to be honest, unless you've done something silly, you've got absolutely nothing to worry about. And I think that that mental health issue in relation to waiting for things from a GDC historically, and I'm I'm not sure about what people's experiences are recently. It'd be nice to know from people who've gone through that process. They're still at it, Nev. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I I'm know. Not, I know. I'm someone... not letting them off the hook. Don't worry. I'm not letting them off the hook. I'm just saying we need sensible people in the right places, but. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. If you're not going to get the, the right individuals, then things can be stirred up. Uh, yeah. So, so what, what I mean, I know for a fact, uh, somebody read out something that they got from the GDC. Um, and when you listen to some of the some of the heads of charge, you for me, the first reaction is what on earth are the GDC getting involved with that for? Why, why are they even getting involved in that? It's a it's a, an HR issue. It needs to be battered right back at the person and say and told you need to take this to ACAS or you need to take this somewhere else. This is not a GDC matter. Um, you look at the GDC remit, what they're there for. If you just Google it, you it, it's it's all about it's all about patients and making making sure people are are fit for purpose um, as far as being registrants. Um, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with. I mean, let's just go this one. What are the roles and responsibilities? Set and support high professional standards in dental education and practice. Maintain a register of dental professionals who meet our standards. Ensure nobody is added to that register that they don't meet our standards. Act if any regulated dental professional fails short of our standards. Now, when you look at the at the standards themselves, it's those nine standards that they do. Um, where does it come into it uh, about a staff member being disgruntled with their employer and now being able to report that to the GDC. It needs to be battered right out of there. This is is part of where the problems come in, where there might be a genuine whistleblowing over one thing. Um, And they need to, I I think they really need to teach people to deal with the issue that is affecting patients and patient safety. Um, Put the other stuff, set the other stuff to one side. And once this patient safety thing has been addressed, and if yes, if there's a case that's to be answered to, fine, move that forward. Address the other stuff on the side and say to the person, you need to do X, Y, Z, or this is not within the remit of the GDC. Um, although they seem to be able to to make the law bend to allow them to do all of this stuff because it makes the person look worse. I think I think it depends on, I think, as you said, those sorts of issues. I mean, you know, there are other issues that probably are of concern. And then they start looking for other things. I think it's a matter of just addressing the concern itself, and that's it. And if you feel like you've just said that it's not really within our remit of protecting the patient, then it doesn't. If it's an HR issue, like you're describing, you know, almost you've got yeah. to be able to see that. Yeah. Uh, that will reduce their workload. Um, you know, part of the uh, the PSA report was it was saying here about support people involved in the fitness of cases, in other words, their mental health and well-being. 
um, and GDC beginning to address some of the findings from its research plans and review its well-being and mental health signposting. I don't know what that means and what they've done regarding that, um, but people going through the process, um, I still think it's, it's, I think the language has slightly changed. When well, they do, they do mental health signposting by telling you who you can contact if you are, if you basically, if you feel that this is um, getting to you stress-wise and mental health-wise, they do actually signpost people like the Samaritans, for example. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they definitely do that. Well, they need to be, they need to be, I mean, because they, they, they've got to understand that this is, no matter if it's a, a, a really relatively minor complaint that someone's quite confident of, it, it's so unpredictable is the way they're looking at it, even though that may not be the case. That's the way that the profession feels. The fear of the uh, unknown the still. Time, the length of time that it will take is just torturous. Well, this is one of the things that they, they, they are working on and saying is improving. And unfortunately, the PSA report has come at a point where they were still in, you know, the, the some of the older systems were still in place. And now that they've got some of the streamlining in place that the next reports should be better um, because it's taking time to actually come through to actually break that backlog of cases so you know hopefully they've got a, a pilot on the go at the moment for single cases and to try and get those expedited more swiftly um, and I think there'll be a report on that fairly soon as to how that's going but I understand it's going quite well uh, and quite effectively and they've managed to get quite a big hit on the backlog so if that can then be broadened and brought out but again part of me is saying well, how come you can do that when the legislation hasn't changed no no that's the, this is what i mean this is what i mean you know come on sorry for being cynical and if anybody from the gdc is listening to this which i'm, I'm sure they might do you know i'm i'm, I'm certainly not saying that Podcast. It, it's I'm chat with us you know, why, you know why actually, exactly we should, we should do get that. Them we'll, this, we'll, get them onto this, Simon. We'll, 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 we'll invite them um, and we'll see what that would be an interesting one. Well, yeah, we just we just sent uh, GDC comms a link to the, the, the podcast. That's as simple as that. Yeah, we'll and then we'll, we'll, we'll have a chat. I'll, I'll set up a calendar for them. Yeah, you do that. Whereas Frank face to face with them as we are here. So we've been, there's not an issue. And they're as open with us. So I've got no problem with that. They're, they're, they're open communications, which is, which is what we're thankful for. So that's good. And they are very honest with us. Yeah. That, that is yeah. that is that is yeah. something I've been Let's, quite we, happy with. Can we talk about the other regulator? I was reading what what the the CQC is um, the role is as well. I mean, it regulates dental services provided by the NHS, private companies, and voluntary organisations. Private companies. Yep. Its main statutory duty is to protect and promote the health, safety, and welfare of those who use dental services in England. Now, the GDC does the same thing. Yep. Only it does it to the individual. The GDC regulates the individual and the CQC regulates the service. Yeah. Okay. So that's what where the crossover small is. Club? Well, <laughs> it was it was registered with the CQC. Yeah. So so where they had where they had physical premises, they were registered with the CQC. Um, what about the mail order aspect of that? Well, again, this is where the legislation doesn't allow for that. That becomes King's problem as soon as it gets into that post box, Bertie. King Charles' problem. <laughs> Do we have to write to him now? It's the Royal Mail, yes. yeah, that's right. So, gentlemen, what are our thoughts for, in, in kind of like a, as few words as possible, what are our thoughts for 2024? Is the future, is the future bright? Is the future orange? I think it will depend on what happens with the government as far as dentistry is concerned. I mean, they say focus on the change of parliament. Let's see, uh, to be honest, let's see what happens when Labour get in, because that's what's going to happen um, and see whether they put their money where their mouths are, basically. That's what I'm going to be waiting for. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not holding my breath because they don't understand it, but there's no point in trying to get any sort of reformation or change without that government change first, I think. And that's not because I want it. I think that's what we need to have. And then they have a good... A good track record, don't they, Labour on, um, Produce, on, on dental contracts? Producing a really bad contract. 2006, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> like, I know they did create uh, the NHS in what, 1948, and it's fabulous. I am definitely a, a big fan of the NHS. I think 
it's, it should be here to say we should protect it. Whoever you are, you will always be covered. You will get into debt or bankruptcy for having an illness and um, where your children have an illness or be lumbered with debt if a loved one dies. But even then, in what, 1952, they realized dentistry is not going to work. We need to charge for it. It took them it four years work. to realize it was, that. It was, yeah, it was going to work, but it's, it's, it's far more expensive than they thought it would be. And even early, even back then, Aaron Bevan realized that it was too expensive. Once they charged, that's when he resigned, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, but they couldn't just keep, keep pumping money into it. So even in those days, they realized that it couldn't, they couldn't afford to, for it to be free. That was a long time ago. I, I, I think I think I'm I'm very positive about it. Yes, there's a lot of problems, but I do think there are a lot more people. There's greater awareness of the problems. Um, we just need more people to creep out from behind their keyboards and start getting involved in things um, because there are some really really good people. Uh, there are a lot of people who are scared to say anything because of the way they will get attacked on social media. Um, and there are some of those who are doing the attacking on social media who are coming from who are coming from possibly a good place, but the way in which they're doing it is not necessarily a way that's conducive to a positive um, sort of morale in the profession. So overall, yes, I feel I feel positive that more and more people are having the courage to actually speak up um, and there's changes heading in the right direction, some good people at the GDC. So we, we have to give credit for that. But it's time, what I'm hoping for is that we start actually seeing some meaningful change now. I agree. I agree with that. And Future chief that exec there. <laughs> I've got a slightly negative view on, I don't think we'll see any change in the NHS offering. I think there's no money. I think it's not as important to them as it is to us as a profession and to patients. Um, whether it will be a vote winner or a vote loser, I don't think it's going to be a vote loser for the Tories because I think everything else is a bigger vote loser than, than NHS dentistry, but it's certainly going to be on the agenda. Again, Labour probably need to get in and put the money where the mouth is, like, like Nav said, but it is literally putting a lot of money where the mouth is and I don't think there's enough money to do that so not even with the non-doms or taxi no no because I don't think it's a big enough I don't think it's a big enough number uh, of people I think, I, yeah I agree I think it's, it's more reformation I think you know the, the Nuffield report mentioned about core services and everything else the first yeah. time I've seen that written in, in you know uh, black and white or something so a defined read, core okay. service where it's yeah. a defined yes. offering to a defined yeah. group and I think once With you've the same got budget, that, yeah. it won't yeah. be the same budget now. I know, I know, I know. Core service means same, core if budget. If the Labour Party do it with the same budget, then it, it, it will address certain issues. Uh, but you've got loads of things in there that we've spoken about before, therapists, salaried, etc. There's, there's so many other uh, ways that you can reform the systems, uh, um, even within private practice as well. We'll send them so, this podcast. The, yeah. the issue with Labour potentially getting in, which maybe we should do a election day, uh, podcast and our forecast is what will they do to the business side of it uh, to the limited companies are they going to penalize the business owner because they with labor you always feel that a small business owner will multi-millionaires and can pay more tax with it are they going to penalize that to try and get more money with it and thus make the actual business of dentistry more impossible never mind the the clinical side of it the great thing is it won't affect us because it's that's not going to happen in their first term because they'd like to be elected again. So I thought you were going to say it won't happen to us because you'll be retired, Bertie. <laughs> no, no. Then we'll be retired, Rachel. That's your problem. That's your problem, Rachel. <laughs> and, and it won't be my problem. So I, right. I was going to say, you uh, just got to explain what tax is to Nav, where he lives. <laughs> Monaco. Maybe we need to do, when is the general election? Is it February? We don't know. Don't know. Don't I think they've got up until swim. Is it March or May 2025? That's what they got like up that, to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they've got another uh, one. So it will be this year then, although they keep threatening us. Next, well, they, they think it may be next year, but they've got up until 2025. Depends what uh, disaster. Yeah. They, they come, again, come across. Q1 of 2025, something along those lines, I think. Oh, well, I've just dealt with America's one then. Yeah, we can deal with that. Well, gentlemen, I still think dentistry is a fantastic career. It's so exciting where we're heading in the future with the digital dentistry, with how it's constantly changing and evolving. But I can probably take away the takeaway message is 2024, not much is going to change. 
hopefully this time next year we'll be sitting here chatting about it again and numerous things will have happened. Hopefully the public will be better protected from the um, direct consumer type of dentistry that's online, or at least we'll have more clarity about it. But I suppose just to wrap it up, I just want to wish everyone um, a happy new year. Um, don't forget to do your GDC. Again, big warning, do your GDC by the 31st, by Sunday evening at 12 p.m. And on behalf of the BAPD, I would just like to wish everyone a very peaceful and prosperous new year. And I will see you all again in 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you. Happy New Year.